Diagwit echara konisitatu, foilte gadi an bite-size Irish podcast. Shai iver kid is a fihakui, number 125 of the bite-size Irish podcast. Welcome in. We'll call this the end of a season. Um, we'll just give a little break during winter time. So we'll have a little break in the publishing schedule of the podcast, but we're still here, right? We're still here. And today we're. I'm going to feature an interview that Ashling, our community manager at Bite Size Irish, if you remember previous episode, and she speaks with Jim, a member of Bite Size Pubble, our private online learning community for the Irish language. So before that, though, I do want to welcome new members who've recently uh, in, introduced themselves on Bite Size Pubble because it's nice just to get a little taster of the types of people who are learning Irish. It's so diverse. I think Irish people in Ireland are surprised when they realise that there is such a diverse group or, I don't know, learning community across the world for Gaelga, for the Irish language. So Brittany uh, is from North Carolina, living in Hawaii, and she said she's a brand new learner of the Irish language but here's the important bit she said she's committed she is committed to diving into Gaelga Gachla Irish every day and I love that she said that she's thrilled to be part of our private community and she's got a professional reason for learning the Irish language too so she has that bit of a, a prompt or motivation as well to keep going and Falterstach to Laura as well, who's actually in the Burren on Verin in County Clare, Cúndén Chlár. And so not too far from where I am in Limnach, Lim, Limerick right now. She said um, that she is applying to be an, a primary school teacher to go through the qualification of being a primary school teacher in Ireland. And of course, it, just about every kid uh, has the Irish language basically daily through school so there's a requirement for teachers to be fluent enough and it's interesting that we have somebody in Ireland who's dedicated to um, you know perfecting or let's let's not say perfecting that's not fair improving her Irish language um, in this journey of being a primary school teacher and I I would say a lot of people wouldn't go this far or try this to be so dedicated so Laura it's really nice to see your commitment and it's nice to see your addition to Bite Size Pubble and helping other people along uh, so Faltestach welcome into the community now um, I want to make an announcement about Gaelga Gachla merchandise imagine wearing your Bite Size Irish hoodie or carrying a tote bag or wearing a baseball cap with bite size Irish, well, it's it's possible you can do it, and uh, if we're on, if we get past this uh, pandemic status in the world, imagine wearing your Gaelgagachla hoodie um, to your Irish language class. Imagine that. But if you're a bite size Irish member and you attend bite size bio, I really encourage you to get one and to wear it at your next bite size bio session. So bite size bio is our structured role-playing conversation practice for the Irish language for members of Bite Size Irish and it's a group video call 
in a way that it doesn't depend on the fluency of the person. It just, you have to show up and there's a script and there's even phonetic pronunciation prompts that you can practice beforehand. So it takes away that question of, can I have a conversation? And it just encourages people to show up and communicate and you can take it from there you know that's it gets you at least pronouncing the Irish language out loud and getting the support and direct feedback from other people around you so I love it so I got a kind of a sample um, jumper of bite-size Irish merchandise Um, I haven't I had the pleasure yet of having uh, one of our multicolored merchandise that are available. So how do you get it? You go to bitesize.irish, that's our website, and go to more in the top menu and click merchandise. You'll find it in there. Um, so what else? Um, the interview coming up now with uh, Jim and Ashling. Ashling, got a meal Thanks so much for this genuine conversation that we published as a video first of all now we're uh, featuring it in the podcast so if this is familiar and you've already watched the video you can keep listening if you like uh jim really interesting character he said like he grew up in uh, pennsylvania from what i understood and he grew up in like a, a irish neighborhood and had an irish accent and he said himself that when he was going through training earlier in life to be a radio host, that they basically like beat his accent out of him. <laughs> he, he needed like a, a proper American accent. He has never been to Ireland, but what's interesting and the feedback we got about this interview, interview was really interesting that Jim expresses that deep emotional connection with Ireland what Ireland represents Ireland's culture and it's a place that he has never visited throughout his life so other people who listened to the interview and watched the interview felt that connection and shared that as well and Jim was saying like I love his attitude because he was saying like look at him he can write a little story in the Irish language now (laughs) <laughs> and he's just um, amazed at how far he's gotten. He is a Grow member of Bite Size Irish. Grow members uh, get an invite to Bite Size Pub. That's our private learning community. And if you want to perhaps try out Bite Size Pub, like there's no long-term membership, right? You just sign up for the month. If you like it, you continue your subscription membership. If not, cancel. So no big deal, right? You go to bitesize.irish and go to memberships in the top menu. There you can select uh, going to the uh, grow membership plan. There's also the explore membership plan, which gives you access to our online courses, but it's on your own. It's not this uh, learning with our fluent staff and learning with other people in the community. So there you go. That's why I recommend you keep listening and uh, listen to this interview between Ashling and Jim. So I'll let Ashling take it away from here.
Hello everyone. So my name is Ashling and I'm joined today by Jim, who is a GROW member and um, who I've been speaking to a bit on Pubble and through email as well because he has a very interesting and different way of incorporating Gaeilge into his life. So you're very welcome today, Jim. I'm so excited to, to get to know you a bit better. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat to me. <laughs> so do you want to introduce yourself a little bit as Gaeilge for everyone? Uh, it's Misha Jim, Jim Keenan. Is um, Americana me? Tommy Imochoni in Massachusetts. And that's that's the best of my Guelga right now. <laughs> well, it's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty pretty good. So, do you want to tell us maybe a little bit about your connection to Ireland and what kind of inspired you to learn Guelga in the first place? Well. All of my ancestors are from Ireland. Uh, you know, I would, if this were Harry Potter, I would probably be in Slytherin and very proud of being like, have no muggles in my... <laughs> pure blood. <laughs> pure blood. <laughs> and uh, I grew up in a little town called Braddock, which is outside Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And Pittsburgh at that time, and to some extent still, uh, had very strong neighborhoods where people of one ethnic group would live together. And so I grew up in an Irish neighborhood. Uh, I, all the people around me spoke with Irish accents. Uh, I was, I think, nearly 12 years old before I had a school teacher who did not speak with an Irish accent. And so I myself uh, had to go to a special school to learn how not to speak with an accent. <laughs> it was a school for radio announcers. And uh, the first thing they did was taught us how to correct our accent. But even so, because it was uh, all my youth, if I get around Irish people, I will unconsciously just sort of fall back into a sort of rhythmic pattern without even realizing it. And uh, maybe 20, 30 years ago, I was speaking with some Irish people and we were talking for a while and one of them just said to me, and where did you come by that nice lilt? <laughs> and, and I was so embarrassed because, <laughs> because I had you know, accidentally just returned to my original accent. And, and I was so afraid they thought I was just mimicking them and that they didn't, <laughs> they didn't know that I actually had a history. But the funny thing is that uh, I did not know the Irish people spoke Irish. I didn't know that until I was in, in high school. I thought, because I was surrounded by people speaking in Irish accents, I thought that Irish just meant you spoke English with an Irish accent. Wow. And so, uh, even though my, my grandmother had come from Dublin, uh, I don't think Irish was emphasized in her family. And so, you know, it was, I don't know, I might have been 14 or 15 years old before my father finally told me that yes, our, our Keenan family came from uh, the Fermanagh area. 
and he showed me a book that had a coat of arms in it and he said this is this is our coat of arms we're irish but i still didn't know that there was an irish language when when we heard things like gaelic you know the expression gaelic i thought that this meant the language that ancient irish people spoke mm. instead of the living irish gaelic that was every day in ireland even then mm-hmm. so um that's that that's my original connection to ireland sort of just by blood but uh, but after i learned and i don't remember exactly what age i was when i learned that there was a modern a living irish language uh that i tried to tried to learn some of it because i've always been you know an avid language learner and um i got some books but of course i ran into what i consider to be the initial major stumbling block and we'll talk about that later problems learning irish uh and because uh this happened before the internet there wasn't this wealth of resources where i could go and hear people actually speak and you know uh relate the way words looked with the way words sounded and things like that and so i gave up okay. <laughs> i just i just set it aside and thought okay i'm not going to be able to learn that even if it was the language of my ancestors uh but you know as i grew older i thought about uh all the people because one of the things that we did keep in our family was a list of who our ancestors were and where they came from so for instance in the early 1800s michael keenan actually sailed out of cork <laughs> so i had this tiny connection with you in cork yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one of my ancestors who, who apparently had a uh, chachtarane in oh, no uh, in in cork and he sailed uh, to the united states and he he was the immigrant yeah and then uh, from the keenans and um, and so we we kept that all the way along so i knew the the other families the lynches the nailers the hugheses uh, who were all from various parts of ireland mm-hmm. and um i i wanted to go to ireland i wanted to sort of you know in my mind it was like making a circle mm-hmm. that my ancestor had left and now his descendant would return mm-hmm. and you know even if i didn't do more than visit it would be symbolic Mm-hmm. it it would be symbolic of of not just my family but kind of a big irish circle that i was a part of and so i never got the chance you never got the chance to go to ireland never got the chance the closest i got was wales and that was that was courtesy of some friends uh who they lived uh, near liverpool okay. and uh, so we made it as far as liverpool and then they drove us down to wales that was it i never got across the water wow that's so I interesting like, i was like moses i could <laughs> i could see it but i couldn't get there trying to break the water to to walk across <laughs> it, it did not part for me <laughs> <laughs> wow that's that's so interesting so you still you're it's i don't think i've actually met someone who's learning irish that hasn't been to ireland 
Do you think that kind of brings about its own challenges? Do you think going and maybe going to a Gwaeltocht where they speak Irish, do you think that might have helped you or do you kind of see it as any challenge? This is really a good question. It's really a good question. Um, my sister did get to go to Ireland. She married um, uh, a man, Jimmy Flynn. <laughs> Very Irish name. Yes, my mother was happy that she stayed in the tribe. <laughs> uh, that, and that's actually what my mother said. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she went and she stayed there. And she said, if you go to Ireland, you'll know you're Irish mm. or not. <laughs> And she decided that she wasn't really Irish, but that her husband, Jimmy, was absolutely Irish. So it was, it was a, kind of a feeling. Yeah, something about the feeling. Yeah. But the thing for me is, all these years, I've had these incredible, powerful, and inexplicable feelings related to Ireland. Uh, you know, really deep strong emotional feelings and I had no idea why would I have these feelings I mean I was born in the United States I was raised American why do I have these uh, powerful feelings I was talking with Don Mullen Don Mullen is um, a, a very interesting man a peace activist uh, and involved in all sorts of humanitarian things and we had this lovely conversation over lunch and I felt comfortable enough with him to, to sort of open my heart in this way and ask him, why did I, why did I have these feelings? Mm -hmm. And he said that he thought that as a child, I had just absorbed from, from the atmosphere around me, mm -hmm. that I had gotten it sort of baked into me without without even realizing it and so um i know that if if god willing i ever get the chance to actually put my feet on the dirt in ireland that it will be a very emotional experience for me yeah. it's, so, it's interesting because you know you grew up in a place that was so irish um even though it wasn't in ireland and that could be quite a common experience across other ethnicities as well if they grow up in a very hispanic householder area and they never feel fully at home somewhere they might feel that they have a, a connection somewhere else that's calling them so um it's it's so interesting and i think it's it's kind of it's also fascinating that you mentioned your sister not having that connection but her husband having that connection and that it might be just something inexplicable. You know, you go there and you say, okay, I don't know. Or else you could go there and you could say, this is my home. This is where I feel, you know. So it's, it's nice though that you have, I suppose, a community online as well, where you can connect to other Gregory and other people who have that same connection and maybe understand your own emotions a little bit better, you know? I am so happy. <laughs> now. Yeah. I am really happy uh, because I had um, gotten another book about learning Irish uh, a few years ago. And I decided, okay, you know, if I'm ever gonna do this, I have to, I have to do it. Yeah. And I was not successful. Again, I was not successful. But then I stumbled across, can you guess what I stumbled across <laughs> on the internet? 
I'll give you a hint. It begins with B. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> no idea. It's really, it's a, it's a fog. I can't guess. <laughs> I, I saw a video that uh, Siobhan had done. And this was like music to my ears. Because as it happens, Siobhan has the accent of the Irish I grew up around. Oh. And so it was like uh, I had this feeling my people. Yeah. <laughs> I know that might sound like I'm daft or something, but uh, no, I, I just, um, I thought suddenly, here I've got a person who is saying the Irish, I can see the Irish. And from that time, suddenly Irish started making sense to me. Mm-hmm. And the Irish that was impossible for me to learn suddenly just started started coming to me mm-hmm. where now I could look at a word and I, I would be, Oh, that's Awalia, mm-hmm. you know, and, and not it's a Bahala. <laughs> you know? yeah. 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 So, and that's, that's a pretty big thing. It's yeah. a pretty big thing. So uh, ever since then, you know, I, I joined Bite Size Irish that was my, my first step. That was my, my big leap, mm-hmm. uh, a leap I've never uh, looked back from or regretted. <laughs> then I started looking around for, okay, uh, now I have to find some other Irish language learning material that fits in uh, because based on, my, based on my experience of myself learning languages, I know that I, I generally fare better if I have multiple inputs. Mm-hmm. And so I, I got, <laughs> I got that mm-hmm. and, and have been working through that. And I, I know that sooner or later I will get to that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I have, I've already looked at the, uh, the second one and, you know, it's, it strikes me as not being an impossible dream at all. That's excellent. So, so um, anyway, that's that's sort of my story up to yeah. the point where I really started to be able to learn Irish. Yeah, I'm just um, I'm getting sidetracked here, but I, when you lifted that book up, I have the a similar one here, specifically ah, yes. for grammar, just beside me. So um, we're never. I don't think whatever level you're at, you're never far from one of these books. <laughs> you always need to go back to that, but um. It's, your, your story is extremely moving and it, it's really beautiful that you had this kind of deep connection to something and something calling you. Um, do you think that, you know, you grew up in a, a community that was very Irish and you always knew about your ancestry. Do you think it was something that became particularly important to you at a certain stage in your life? Or do you think it was always important to you to understand what Irishness meant to you and your family? The... Um if I may go back to my sister for a second, she was eight years younger than me. And we had moved out of the Irish neighborhood by the time she was born. And so she didn't get the same level of exposure Mm. as I did. And I always thought that was probably a factor in her feelings. Mm -hmm. Um, And in terms of my Irishness, again, I'm going to sound like a crazy person. Not at all. <laughs> but, but I always told my sons, I said, look, 
you come from a line of scholars and warriors, brave people, people with endurance and heart. And that's you too. You have endurance, you have heart, you are brave. And this is how you should face life. Mm. And, and so you can see that at a, a really very visceral level, mm. you know, it's like I would, I would study about the troubles because you know, I would read, read books uh, in English before I was learning Irish. And so, you know, I was learning about 1916 and I was learning, you know, I was learning all these things and I would read and sometimes I would just cry. And so I, was, I was just having this, this intense connection. And if I could pass on to my, my own children, anything, it would be this, this sense of being. Mm. What, what makes your being? So when someone asks you who you are, you don't just think of yourself as a name or a job. Mm. You're, you're something much bigger in the flow of time and life. And it just happens that Irish is my, my time and my life. That's mm. it. You know, yeah. even though I grew up in the United States and I've, I'll say sometimes that Ireland is like a rose and, and over here in the United States, I'm just like a, a clump of mud that came in contact with this rose. And so if you can sense any of the fragrance of that rose from me, it's not because of me, it's because of the rose I came in contact with. Mm. And, and that kind of, I'm summing up my whole life and soul for you. <laughs> I, I don't know if, if this is if this no, is what you wanted to hear. It's, it's really lovely. And I think you're far too humble. You have to appreciate that so much of that has come from you because there's so many people with Irish ancestry or Irish people who might not put the effort in to kind of understand that. You know, I think everyone has some ancestry and um, heritage and history to be proud of that has formed them and that they can kind of fall back on if they feel that they're not strong enough or good enough or able to overcome something in life. But you have to also channel that, you know, we're very philosophical, aren't we? We're very, um, <laughs> we're very profound today. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, um, so the, the first few emails you sent me, um, you were talking about, uh, or Vyoghain. Um, so this is fantastic. Um, it's basically your, your monthly newsletter um, telling us all about the kind of different diverse ways you're bringing Irish into your life. But oh, do you have some copies there? Yeah. Oh, brilliant. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's a great thing to keep and, and have a copy of them all. I've, I've been saving them. Originally, uh, you remember from our conversation a few months ago now, uh, I had, once I started I felt I had the ball rolling, so to speak, in terms of Irish. I wanted to try and connect with maybe other Irish language speakers who were close. So I, I went on the Conrad O'Gelga uh, website and found that there was uh, supposed to be a branch in Massachusetts, mm -hmm. and I contacted them. Uh, to make a long story short, I was never able to get yet in contact with the uh, the branch here in Massachusetts. I hope that will change. Mm. Uh, but I finally said to uh, 
the person who I've been contacting uh, in Dublin, I said, well, if I can't get in touch with that, uh, the branch there, then I am going to consider myself my own little branch of Conranagelga. <laughs> <laughs> and that I was going to consider that my house was also a Gaeltacht. I was going to make my house a Gaeltacht, <laughs> <laughs> a one house Gaeltacht. Uh, and so uh, I thought, okay, one of the things that I had always wished I had done in various endeavors was to sort of keep a diary of how I went along. Because sometimes we will judge our performance by where we are at the moment rather than how far we have come. Mm. Because we forget how far we've come. This is one good thing about having a teacher. At, part of the teacher's job is to remind you how far you've come. Mm -hmm. So I decided I would have, in effect, a little nuachtan uh, for my, my Gale talk. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and that I would send it to um, some people who I thought, well, they're my friends, or I like them, or I have some connection with them. And it will serve a couple of different purposes. Mm -hmm. It will uh, act as uh, an accountability uh, so that it's like having accountability partners mm. where you've got someone who, if you don't study for a while, says to you, are you studying? <laughs> but in this case, I'd be volunteering uh, what I was studying. Mm -hmm. It also served as a, um, a motivation for me because I could look back and see what I had just done mm -hmm. and plan how to move forward to the next thing mm -hmm. so that I was always going forward. And so I've sent it around to, I've sent it to you. I posted the links to the three issues that as of today's date uh, have already been published. Uh, I posted that to Bite Size, Pubble so that uh, all the GROW members on, on Bite Size can see them. And I've sent them to various other friends. Um, I have some friends in Drogheda. Lovely. <laughs> just uh, who I met by accident through another friend here. Uh, I was in a Zoom meeting and mentioned, because I tell everybody I'm learning Irish. And, uh, um, and this woman said, oh, I have, I have friends who live in Ireland. Let me, uh, let me give you their email address. <laughs> and That's so wonderful. There, so I wrote them and we've started, you know, this an email friendship. But I, yeah. I, sent them, uh, I sent them a copy of that too. So it's, it's also been, you know, there's this nice word uh, that's used both in Irish and in English in Ireland, crack. <laughs> and so making this has also been a bit of crack. Mm -hmm. You've gotten the, the kind of meaning of crack perfectly there. It's a bit of crack. It's a bit of fun. <laughs> it's wonderful, though, and I think um, what you're saying there about, um, you know, you tell everyone you speak Irish, that's also very important because you never know who speaks Irish anywhere I've gone in the world. If I bump into someone, it doesn't matter if they're English-speaking, Irish-speaking, I'll tell them. And they, I guarantee you they'll know of someone who learned Irish or they'll know some words or they'll say Pogue Mahone or something like that. They'll know a little bit. So it's definitely yeah. worth throwing into conversation. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I learned Pokemon. That means nice to meet you, right? It does, yeah. Just <laughs> spot on. <laughs> so then um I suppose I have just two more questions for you um to pick your brain, but this has been a really lovely conversation and it's it's kind of nice to get into the more the more emotional side of the language as well, but to go back to the the nitty gritty learning. What advice would you give to someone who's learning Irish in, in terms of what was the most difficult for you? Um, what do you think a learner should know? The most difficult thing, particularly for a person who comes from an English background, is interference from the English language. Mm -hmm. And by that, I mean English orthography. Mm -hmm. So that the way things are spelled in English, you're going to look at the Irish letters, and it's important that, that when you look at, and this is just me speaking, uh, I'm, I'm not on Mount Sinai giving revelations or anything, but um, if, when you look at an Irish word, even though your mind will think it's written in English letters, it's not. It's written in Irish letters. And you have to make that adjustment so that when you see BH, you know, uh, if you take a word like S-U-B-H-U-M-A-N, that's an English word. <laughs> you have to be so into the Irish spelling that when you look at the word subhuman, you go, ah, subhuman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't think that Irish is written with an English alphabet. You have to think Irish is written in Irish. And it just happens. I mean, obviously, you, you would look at Spanish or French, and it would never occur to you to go, oh, yeah, that's written in English. Mm -hmm. But because of history, there's a certain connection with English in Ireland. Mm -hmm. And you have to be able to step away from that. Yeah. I mean, really step away from that. Mm -hmm. and, and if you can do that, your life will become so much easier. I guarantee it. Mm -hmm. I'll give you your money back if, if it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. You have to, I think the the kind of consonant groupings and vowel groupings in Irish can be very difficult. When you see A-O-I together, you're saying, what, how do I say this? But you have to just exactly, as you said, just detach that English sense or English logic and say, okay, no, this is very different. Um, that's very good advice. Um, so finally, what is bite-sized to you I know you referred to it as being kind of the kind of a breaking point for you in terms of making the language much more um, accessible and easy to learn but what else is bite-sized to you if someone is thinking of joining bite-size bite-size is a great community I'll tell you what you can join up you know there's a, a free trial you can try and from that free trial the first thing you will get is the feeling wow, this is a lot easier than I thought. Mm. That's the first thing you'll get. The second thing you'll get is, wow, these are nice people. <laughs> I like these people. <laughs> and you might get those two things, you know, in a different order, but, <laughs> but you'll get both of those things. And then if you decide that you really want to get into Irish uh, and you decide to become a, a GROW member, which is sort of the full participation member, then you'll be introduced to all the other people of various levels. Right? People who are beginners like me and people who are highly skilled at Irish, who are all happily 
associating with each other, holding each other's hands, metaphorically, mm -hmm. helping each other out, entertaining each other, and basically being companions along the journey. Uh, and that's, you know, with my newsletter, I called it my Irish learning journey, mm -hmm. because that's how I think of it. Mm -hmm. And I think of all the people who are learning along with me as, as companions, friends. Mm -hmm. And you will definitely get that sense. For instance, if you, when you first sign up to, um, as a GROW member and you introduce yourself to the group, it may surprise you that suddenly, you know, a dozen people out of nowhere are writing to you and saying, welcome, <laughs> you know, glad you're here. Mm -hmm. It's something quite special on Unfaultestjach, which is the welcome page. Whenever anyone joins and they might just mention, oh, I'm, I'm learning Irish, but I find this thing difficult. And everyone will say, don't worry, I, I found that hard as well and it'll go away. People are so supportive and just because they want to and because they've been there, I think, as well, and they're, they're happy to find that community. Um, well, I'm so glad you found Bite Size and, and I'm, I'm so happy to and, and honored to have heard your story because it really is quite special. Um, and Can I say to be, one other thing about Bite Size? Go for it. <laughs> There's one other thing. You know, uh, I heard this from Owen, not directly and personally, but through the Bite Size site, about Gwelga Gach Law, which means Irish every day. And for in my own world, my own little Gaeltacht here, <laughs> uh, I try to do that. Irish every day. Mm. One of the things that we do when we learn languages is often we learn a language as though it's out there somewhere. The language we're learning is out there. Mm. The language is not in here. And my attitude toward language learning is that you're going to learn better and you're going to learn faster when the language is incorporated in who you are every day. Mm -hmm. And you can do that to the nth degree. Like me, I go overboard. I'm like, not only I'm like like constantly every day, uh, taking the attitude that Irish is my normal language, even though I speak mostly English, Irish is really my normal language and English is my other language. You know, so that uh, trying to put myself in the position that English is actually my second language, mm -hmm. but somehow I've just forgotten my first one and I'm recapturing it. I'm unveiling it again inside mm -hmm. myself. And that and, kind of is more forgiving as well, isn't it? You know, if you, if you don't know a word, it's like, oh, I've just forgotten that. It's there somewhere, but I just don't know right. I've forgotten it. Yeah. That's right. It's in there. Yeah. And, and I use all sorts of things. You know, it's like, make cards, lots of cards. Mm -hmm. Put yellow stickies on everything. Mm -hmm. You know, print out stuff and recite yeah. them like scripts from movies. <laughs> Read... Uh, read stuff like that yeah um, from bite-sized Irish <laughs> write things in in your notebooks mm -hmm. lots of stuff in notebooks just write fill one notebook and start on another notebook yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like look at books read the dictionary I you know bia means food read the dictionary and next thing you know you've just you've learned biahar and bialan mm -hmm. <laughs> you know and it's just from Bia, so. Exactly, yeah. 
So you're always and, you're always progressing, you know. And read, read mm -hmm. and learn because it's not you're not just learning a language disconnected from its history and culture. Read. Don't be afraid to learn things that children would learn. Mm -hmm. These are like see. Well, gotta get that in the, in the camera. Mm -hmm. Just learn. Do these things. Yeah. Uh, the the. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. This this book just came out. Oh, that's it's, a beautiful uh, book, isn't it? This book is the best book I have read since I can't remember when. It's beautiful. Every, everybody should read this book who's learning Irish. Mm -hmm. And if you've learned a little Irish, the experience is so much better because you can take a good guess at how to say the words mm -hmm. <laughs> that he puts in there. Yeah, and you might you can say them and they might stick in your head maybe a bit longer as yeah. well. Oh, I haven't seen that before. Yeah, there's yeah. all kinds of stuff. And then you can explore like things. You, you get a, a book like this in Irish, which I loved as a child. Just open the book and, mm -hmm. oh, I know that word. Yeah. One of the, you're going to learn August. August. Yeah. Everybody knows August. <laughs> hey, there's August. I see August. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, you're always able to make your learning if you don't make your learning fun if learning becomes a chore mm -hmm. you're going to give it up it's yeah. just like it's just like exercise <laughs> if, if you're doing calisthenics uh, yeah. i'm so tired of this <laughs> <laughs> and when you're learning irish and no matter what degree you're learning irish to even if you're the only reason you're learning Irish is because you're somewhere and you're learning Irish dancing and you just want to be able to say the words right. You know, and that's, that's all you need. No matter what level you're learning, mm -hmm. let that be alive to you. Mm -hmm. Don't let it just be a thing like sitting in an exhibit or mm. dried up on a plate somewhere. Yeah. It's, it's alive mm -hmm. and it's you. Mm -hmm. And you can be alive in it. And so people talk about, uh, you know, Irish fading away. No, if you're learning Irish, Irish is not fading away. True. No matter mm -hmm. what you learn, even if, even if you never get beyond konasatatu, and as long as someone says to you konasatatu and you say, ah, oh, tamegumah. Mm -hmm. Irish <laughs> you know, is alive. Irish is alive. Yeah. That's, that's all there is to it. And the more you do it, if you're like somebody like me, the more you do it, the more you're going to love it. And the more fun you're going to have with it. I mean, look at me. I already wrote a little story in Irish. Yeah. And I'm just a beginner. Yeah. And I'm going to write poetry. Dude. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm having a heck of a good time. <laughs> I can't wait to see what comes out. There's definitely going to be a novel by Jim Keenan in the future. I can, I can just see it. <laughs> <laughs> God willing. We'll see. <laughs> Well, look, it was absolutely wonderful and a pleasure to chat to you. Um, I could chat to you all evening, but I think um, we've gotten such wonderful messages there. I want to keep it at that. Um, but Gurmil Magath, and um, I suppose I'll be chatting to you on Pubble very soon. Good <laughs> Magath to you all too, right. Ashling. How wonderful it is to talk to you. Thank it you. It was wonderful. Sláin. Sláin. <laughs> I really hope you enjoyed that interview with Jim. So, Gramila Mahagut Jim. If you want to be a Bite Size Irish member with access to Bite Size Pubble, our private community with Jim and others, go to bitesize.irish and select memberships.
sign up for the grow plan there's no big commitment you can sign up for a month it's a subscription you can cancel when you want so there's not much to lose so that's it we'll call this the end of the season of 2020 for the bite size irish podcast um i'll be back in a, in a month or two in a couple of months taking a break over december new years and starting fresh and uh, i'll see i'm kind of considering how often to do the podcast every time i sit down to do it like there's a lot to say and before i sit down to say it to to record the podcast it's like it can be this like scary experience you're like sitting down and kind of self-doubting that i have enough to say to you um but so you know it's like the tempo of the releases of the bite size irish podcast um i have to find a, a schedule that's sustainable that i can keep up with instead of uh, committing to too much and not doing it um i love the feedback from by uh, the bite size irish podcast listeners i really love it um it's what keeps me going and I, it's really great energy it's something really nice to connect with so keep subscribed to the bite size irish podcast why not share it with a friend uh over the break and i'll be back right slán gafoel gormíl amagat <laughs>